everyone. Welcome to the Change Your Game with GQD podcast. Uh, the goal of our podcasts are to help you to uh, realize the benefits of the GQD methodology, to integrate them more fundamentally in your lives, and hopefully to get some inspiration and some you know, some ideas for how to uh, more deeply um, live the life that GQD makes possible. Um, we are thrilled once again to have um, not just the two of us, so I'm here as usual with Robert Peake. Hello. But we also have um, David Allen with us today. And Hi, David, folks. Yeah. David, Delighted thank to be you. Here. Thanks, Doug. It's great to have you. Thanks again for joining us. Um, we went through our usual uh, laborious process of coming up with a theme for our chat today, which means, means we talked about it for about three minutes. And we came up with something which seemed to resonate with all three of us, which is, which is the topic of wellness um, and GTD. And uh, the just to put a little bit of context around this or give people a bit of background. I had a chat earlier this morning with one of my clients here in London and she's a, she's in the, uh, the HR department of a large organization. And she said that, uh, you know, this, this is a huge topic in a lot of organizations. Um, people are struggling with, um, you know, elements of it are stress management, you know, lack of diet, distraction, people aren't getting enough sleep, they're being distracted during family time, etc. And wellness is a, is a big theme and a lot of organizations are hoping to support their people in, in, in being more well or being well more often. Um, so David, can I just get you to riff on that topic maybe for a little while? How do you see the, um, the intersection of GTD and wellness? <laughs> well, there's a huge range. You can imagine for 35 years of my experience with this stuff to watch, you know, what happens as a, a final result of people implementing this stuff. Let me give you the broad range. It ranges from people who basically attributed GTD to saving their lives because they found out they had a life-threatening illness and decided instead of playing victim to that and giving up, they made it a project to fix that as best they could and took action steps toward it, given the GTD methodology they'd already embedded in their life and are now cancer-free. All the way to everybody who says, hey, being more mindful, being more relaxed, you know, reducing the stress of your life is gonna reduce all the potentials of you know, those stress-related diseases. So anything that can help you relax is gonna improve your stress. You know, it's interesting. I think um, you mentioned mindfulness, and that's again, it's in the air. It's just it seems to be everywhere over the last several years. Um, and and as I think about you know mindfulness, it's it's an interesting one because it it, it it it's become such a general term that in some ways it's it's not hugely helpful. But I think for a lot of people, it is being present in the moment. It, there's there's overlap for a lot of people with meditative practices and and that sort of thing. Um, Robert, have you got a view on, on how those, those things relate to what we do in GTD? Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's a couple of elements to it. You know, I mean, if you replace the word mindfulness with observation, um, with, with presence, I think you start to get into one of the biggest intersections that I see between GTD and, and any of these practices that, that bring you into the moment, you know, which is the element of, let's just call it metacognition, you know, thinking, at a slightly higher and more transcendent level than just being down in as a slave to your mind, right? <laughs> Which, frankly, is something that I was I was looking for when I, I met a man named David Allen. It was a way to get uh, to get my mind to leave me alone for a little while. You know, I, I the the 
it took 17 years ago, uh, we did a mind sweep. And I looked at the guy to the right of me, and he had a page or so of stuff. And the guy to the left of me or the woman to the left of me had a page or so of stuff. And about six or seven pages <laughs> after a five-minute mind sweep. That was the moment I was convinced that I needed this. And um, I was right. This GTD, I would say, is um, maybe not the whole manual, but a chapter in a manual called How to Be Robert Peake and, and Stay Well, Happy, and Thrive in This World. So for me, that, you know, that's been an, uh, kind of a, really an exploration pretty much all of my adult working life of you know, how does this stuff help me come present when that's what I want and need? And also, how does it let me diverge and go off and explore all the, the wonderful things that, you know, that are kind of inherent to my uh, naturally acquisitive, inquisitive, curious personality um, in a way that, you know, there's a, there's a great big safety net there, too. So, um, you know, I think, I think um, you don't necessarily have to do less, have to constrain yourself a lot, have to fit into particular boxes in order to achieve greater wellness. Um, I think people, a lot of people are finding that a simple practice like doing what you're already doing, but doing it in a way that's a little more conscious, a little more um, not down in the, in the process of your thoughts and emotions, but observing that. Um, can help. And likewise, threading through simple practices like identifying uh, actions, projects, doing weekly reviews, those kinds of things can can kind of turbocharge your existing reality without you necessarily having to make you know, what look like huge, enormous lifestyle changes. So that's, well, that's, I mean, that's my thought. Yeah. Can, uh, thanks, Robert. And the, uh, great stuff, both of you guys. Let me insert a kind of a I'll be bold here and say, look, it's all about appropriate engagement with your life. If you're not appropriately engaged with your life, you're going to create stress and pressure and tension that all the health, you know, people will tell you, you know, is going to either optimize or sub-optimize your health, whatever you mean by health. And I would assume you mean by health, optimal energy, optimal you know, feeling good, you know, in terms of your life. Now, GDD has nothing to do with the food you eat, the vitamins you take, <laughs> the exercise you do. It's nothing to do with that. You know, but what we deal with are the things putting pressure on your life, you know, on an internal basis uh, of commitments you've made, not fulfilled yet. And, and, and all of those things that then produce what most people are considering the overwhelm these days you know, of the stress of our always on 24 seven, you know, lives that, that everybody's living these days. But that the essence of that is really about being able to, how do I then solve that problem? So appropriate engagement means, you know, you're gonna have to be appropriately engaged with your cat, with your health, with your, with your, with your, you know, life partner, with your business, with your bank, whatever. And, if you're inappropriately engaged with those folks, that's going to create pressure and stress on your system. That is actually not required. You don't have to solve all of those problems. You just need to be appropriately engaged with getting them solved or clarified or resolved. And that's why the GTD you know, methodology is so powerful in terms of health, because it starts to then relieve all of those kind of pressures that then make all whatever other pressures you have in terms of your lifestyle or diet or whatever, you know, it's going to make them, uh, it's going to magnify them. 
Yeah, it, you know, it's interesting. As in my travels, as I talk to folks about uh, in in large organizations about what their wellness programs look like, I'm I'm struck over and over again about but by the fact that what they really seem primarily to be focusing on is things that people should do other than work. In other words, you know, uh, meditative practices, um, you know, uh, whatever exercise routines. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying those things aren't important, but at the same time, one of the things that I think is really special about GTD is that it says, look, at the end of the day, the underlying assumption, if, if that's your wellness program, the underlying assumption is, well, yeah, but then when you choose to get back to work, work is going to be a stressful, overwhelming experience. And what GTD enables is a very different experience of work, of, of making things happen in the world. So it's one of the things I love, you know, is, is wellness, you know, uh, part of a wellness program could be, hey, let's, let's set people up so that they are, they are in flow, they are experiencing day to day as they do the thing that, you know, the organization needs them to do. They're, they're not overwhelmed, they have the confidence that they're focused on the right things, and they're clear about the things that they're not doing. So it's, uh, I think for a lot of, a lot of organizations that have wellness programs, they're kind of missing a trick, you know, they're, they're, they're saying, here are all the things you could do that have nothing to do with, with work that will help when you get, you know, that will help in some ways. But hey, let's, let, let's re-engineer how you work day to day. I think there's some real gold to be mined there. Todd, that's brilliant. You know, absolutely well said. And if you go back to, you know, uh, Chick sent me I, his work about flow, you know, his fascinating aha was that he thought people would move into the flow state where time disappears and you're, you're on and you're on your game. That would happen in your leisure time. Uh, wrong answer. Turned out that most of the time people moved to flow was at work. Mm. When, they, when they matched, you know, the ability, they matched the, the challenge they were doing with their ability to achieve it. And, you know, if you, if you marry those, then you move into flow. And so the ability to be healthy at work. And, we're, you know, I think a lot of the, the focus of conversation so far has been, how do I fix something that may be off in terms of my health? But if you talk about optimal health, well, who, how cool could you feel if you were in flow all day? You know, most people don't even have that standard inside of themselves yet. So, you know, I, I think that could be as much of a focus of when we say GTD and health as anything else. Yeah. And as I hear you guys talk, I think there's a fundamental misperception kind of underpinning all of that. When you do look at wellness as something outside of work, you know, and as you know, I like to play with words. So to me, the opposite of dis-ease is ease, right? It's, <laughs> it is exactly that. It's being in flow, whatever your circumstances. And to me, one of the biggest kind of diseases I see out there is, is linking stress and success. As in, in order to be successful, in order to get what I want, in order to, you know, do what, you know, fulfills me and matters and uh, pays the bills, whatever else it is, in order to be whatever my definition of success is, I have to put forward an ever-increasing amount of effort and energy. And I have to put, do it in such a way that I simply have to accept more stress into my life. And, you know, uh, I think that 
that anyone that's got that kind of hardwired in, you know, you give them leisure time, you give them free time, what do they do? They self-distract, they gravitate to the phone, they start, you know, pushing more, you know? So we're kind of an adrenaline addicted culture to some extent and just making stuff, making space available outside of work for, for, you know, that kind of, um, that kind of consciousness is not necessarily going to solve anything. So, yeah, I think it really does. I mean, it's a, it's a idea of, of, the smarter, not harder approach to work. Yeah. Um, but actually doing that, right, Todd, as you know, is like a, is, is a lifetime's pursuit. And I think David has been someone who's pioneered what that can actually look like, you know, mm. what you call frictionless, what you call ease, um, by, by first having, by decoupling that, by going, no, no, I'm going to find a, a smarter way. I'm going to find a more easy and graceful way to, to achieve my definitions of success. I think that's I think that's great, and you're bringing to mind for me a, a client of mine, a, a coaching client of mine from several years ago. Who, uh, after the coaching, the thing that she said to me was the thing that was most important for her was that I had I had disconnected two things that she thought were necessarily connected, and it's exactly what you're saying. She said, "What I thought was that in order to be successful, that the only way I was going to be successful, you know, my my life was." she was saying my life was out of control. I had no perspective. I was just basically firefighting all the time, but I had a big job at a big organization and they were paying me a lot of money. And, you know, and, and she said, what I, what I thought was that it was a necessarily positive correlation between stress levels and success and, you know, not getting to see my kids and not living healthily and, and all that. And she said, that's the one thing that I now understand has been broken. I don't need to, to, to live like that in order to be successful. And I just thought, man, oh man, that's, that's, that's something I want on my gravestone. <laughs> that's, that's bringing serious help to the world. And yeah. Todd, let me push back a little bit on that. That says, one level, it, first of all, it depends on what you mean by success. Mm. What did she mean by success? You know, so being a good parent, being a good, you know, enjoying my life or whatever, that may be part of my equation. If you truly want to run the world and truly have huge, you know, uh, professional ambition, you know, about what you're doing, GTD can help get, get you on that track, but you need to be appropriately on that track. But defining what are the things that you're committed to do, and again, that's our horizons of focus that we talk about in GTD. It's like, well, where, where are you going? What matters to you? But it could very well be that you need to throw yourself into a huge amount of maelstrom of discomfort and out of your comfort zone in order to get where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So we're not saying don't do that. No, we're saying you better do that if that's something that you have attention on. And therefore, how do you then navigate through the maelstrom? So this is not about the, you know, kind of on the mountaintop, oh, you know, whatever, necessarily. There's nothing wrong with that. But it also is about how do you manage in the most intense, you know, um, dissonant environments you can throw yourself into in order to get where you want to go. And therefore, it also has a huge efficiency and productivity factor in that regard. So I don't want people to misunderstand this and put it in the category of non-anunu California frou-frou stuff. <laughs> Good point. And I think, David, one of, the, one of the field tests for me with GTD is being able to have a sense of ease within the, that discord, that, that eye of the storm factor, right? Called everything's coming apart. 
and I've got a, I've got an approach to that that I trust that's been fire tested and field tested over years so that I know what I need to do to reliably get back to good with me um, as often and as frequently and as, and as much as I need to, you know, and, and, and come what may. Well, that to me is that to me is real. You know, the closest thing we can have to security in an incredibly insecure world. Well, come on, you guys know as well as me now that the people most attracted to what we teach and what we do and what we coach about are the people who need it the least. Mm-hmm. They're already the most uh, creative, productive, aspirational, positive people. That's why they're feeling out of control is because they created that for themselves. You know, they're the, the, they've thrown themselves out of their own comfort zone, given their commitments, given where they are, and are just hungry to get back to some level of stability at the new level of game that they that they put out for themselves. So, you know, I think that's an that's an interesting perspective to put into all this. That you know, as I've said, the better you get, the better you better get, for that reason. Yeah. And I think, you know, when in coaching, one of the most interesting moments for me is in the intake, you know, I'll I'll talk to someone about what they want to get out of the coaching session. And it usually starts with all the usual stuff you might think, you know, it's usually the, well, I want to be more productive and I'm looking for this promotion and I'm going here and I'm doing that. And I'd like to be more organized. And they speak in kind of general, you know, abstract terms about what they'd like. And then I invariably draw a line under that in the notes I'm taking. And I say, so why do you really want to do this? You know, what, what's the deeper why? What's the what's the real driver under all this? What is the thing that really is going to make you go, yeah, I'm so glad I did this. I'm so glad I learned this GTD thing. Mm-hmm. And as you say, David, it ranges tremendously. You know, and, and all of them are, you know, in, in some way these you know people's dreams, right? <laughs> they're, they're things that they they want more than anything in the world. Whether it's getting home for bedtime, you know, or it's you know absolutely you know building building their own empire. But it is it is truth for them that's or, not yet um, watching not their yet. daughter watching their daughter play soccer without yeah. being on their iPhone, yeah. or yeah. like Howard Stern, you know, one of my biggest champions, you know, learning to paint that he'd always yeah. wanted to do, never had the time and, and bandwidth to do. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. funny. The word the word that comes up for me in the, in the last several months over and over again is people are hungry for balance. They just don't think they have the balance quite right. You know, they're just not, their focus is, is not on the things that they really want it to be focused on and that, that isn't in the right directions. And so um, enabling that, I think, is a big part of, you know, is a big part of wellness. And as you say, David, it's in a balance for, you know, balance for somebody who really wants to be the CEO of, of their organization may be very different from balance who, for somebody who feels like they're just not spending enough time at home with the family. Um, so there's no, there's no right balance. But I think what's interesting is that is that GTD gives us the tools and the frameworks for thinking about, yeah, what would, what would the right balance look like for me? And that doesn't look like the balance to the you know of the people to the right or to the left of me, but it, it'll be the right balance for me. And and I can I can get the sense that once I've once I've kind of done that thinking, once I've once I've um, gotten to that place, as I navigate as I navigate my day, I'm I'm making choices that help me to make sure that that balance is maintained as far as I can. Well said. Again. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions I ask people is, "What are you trying to balance?" You know, it's like they usually have it in two categories: work and home. But you know, the reality mm-hmm. is, when you spell out all of the areas of focus, 
that someone really has in their world, including these hidden, you know, hopes and hopes and desires, like wanting to paint or whatever it is. When you look at that in context, then you can start to say, okay, where are the gaps? Do you actually have projects for all these things that that you don't feel quite right and good about? So again, this this dissonance that create that can create disease is the one of not being at ease with all the things that really, whether you've spelled it out or not, or it's just rattling around in your subconscious, are things that you want to give focus and attention to. So, let me, give a, so let me give a sleazy sales pitch. Thank you. <laughs> if you have not taken level two of getting things done, talk to these guys. Get there immediately, ASAP, because that's what that addresses. Mm. Absolutely right. Yeah. So, um, sadly, we are we are coming to the end of our time. David, could you uh, elliptically summarize um, summarize kind of what where your head is at the moment in terms of this topic of wellness? Any any words of wisdom to uh, leave with the folks as we wrap up? Yeah, get everything meaningful out of your head. Decide sooner than later what it means, what you're going to do about it. Park the results in some sort of a trusted system. Step back and review the gestalt on a regular basis. Uh, and then trust your heart, your gut, your liver, or whatever you trust to make good decisions about what you do. Great stuff. David, thank you so much for being a part of this. We really appreciate it. Robert, a pleasure as usual. Um, thank you all for being uh, being with us here on the podcast today. Um, as usual, if you're uh, interested in hearing any topics over the, over the series of these, we have had a lot of topics that have been suggested by listeners. We're very happy to hear uh, suggestions that you have info at next action.eu and we'll look forward to being with you next time